This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis S Delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, the biggest game in world football yesterday ended 2-1 to Ipswich, and they are top of the league. Welcome to Blue Monday Podcast. Right, let's just get this out of the way. Contrary to Joe's attire, we are not going to be talking about England tonight. So um, there will be plenty of avenues for that particular um, lane of discussion because we are very, very happy to be top of the table, David Diamond. How about that? It's all very nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were back in September, I think. Was it August, September, I think. I had a look and I think... um, October, Plymouth have been top since the start of October. I couldn't yeah. get an accurate, accurate thing. But yes, yeah, were, were we actually top when they beat? I believe we might have been top when they beat us. Is that? I think they went top when they beat us. So, they, yeah, they, they went top when they then, didn't they? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, good to uh, good to reach the summit again. Yeah, I refrained from singing top of the league because. <laughs> We, um, I, was, I was singing that at Charlton away when we were four <laughs> two up in the last minute. We are top of the league and we drew four four. The, the North Stand was singing it against Fleetwood at home when we were one and up. I was like, it did just seem um, like every time we sung it, we conceded a late goal to go from first back down to second. Well, this is the great thing about not panicking, Joe, is unbeaten in seven games. And despite those two late equalizers, 15 points in the last seven games, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, there was all this talk of a blip. People were saying we were on a blip last week when we were top of the form table. I think sometimes you need to have a look at the, the whole league, how the whole league is. Well, look at still the whole pie, the Jenny. Table. Yeah, always the whole pie. <laughs> I, I say it's just the. You're um, making a sensible point, Dave. Sorry. But we're, just, we're just rolling along at two points a game almost at every. No matter how many games you go back, six, eight, 10, 12, 15, it's just that constant two points per game, isn't it? Well, 21 from the first 10, 21 from the second 10. And then free. I think the things we probably said on the pod last week, but it was just the nature of those drop points that really was a kicker, wasn't it? You know, if I know, but you've got to move past that, Dave. And like Joe's saying, yeah. look at the look at the totals, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And Dave, I'm really pleased that Joe said you can go back, blah, blah, blah. Because what I've just done is gone back forty six so. games. Now this is very interesting. So forty six game total for Ipswich is eighty eight, okay. Okay. Do you want to have a guess at what Plymouth's is, Dave? 
Well, they had a drop off. Forty six games. They had a drop off, but probably not far short. Eighty two. Joe, uh, maybe eighty eight as well. Eighty seven. Now, what do you think Sheffield Wednesday's bearing in mind their second half of last season? Yeah, maybe. I reckon they're sort of 91, 92. Yeah, they might well be up there, 90-ish. 93. So, basically, and uh, I remember George Burley always kind of discussing this, this business, um, Joe, of your team doesn't change too much from season to season and you're winning, winning, winning. That is three teams who basically over a, what, however you want to describe it. And Ryan Lowe's, not Ryan Lowe, Stephen Schumacher has been in now a year at Plymouth as well. That's three teams who are around the 90-point mark for an entire 46-game span. Mm. It's funny that sort of Darren Moore still gets a lot of stick from Sheffield Wednesday fans whenever they drop points, doesn't he? And it's like, oh, he doesn't know what he's saying. It's like, you've been, roll, you've been rolling around in sort of championship-winning form for a year now, and it's still not seen as good enough. Do those yeah. numbers, Dave, though, and we'll get to the Peterborough game in a second, do those numbers kind of tell you that um, if the top three is going to reorder, it might have Sheffield Wednesday higher, Plymouth lower? I think I think perhaps so. Yeah, I think perhaps so. Although, from what we understand, a quite maybe significant injury at Sheffield Wednesday. Yes, well, um, uh, sorry, who did they play? Yeah, uh, uh, Sheffield Wednesday yesterday, Exeter, wasn't it? Um Bannon went off after about half an hour, didn't he, apparently? Yeah, he went off with a hamstring injury. Yeah, so... The first half. That, that might have a... Albeit, obviously, they uh, they went 1-0 down, and yeah, they scored a... a well, we'll get to that, scored a late equaliser, but that will have... A, we've spoken about this on the pod before this season, that um, that would have an effect if he is out for any sort of period. You'd think that'd have a, quite an effect. Uh, admittedly, they've got, a, they've got a big squad, as you quite rightly said in the past, Ben, and a good squad, good quality squad, but... Yeah, he's a, he's a player that, that they would they would miss, no, without doubt. Interesting. We will get to that. We'll get to the roundup. We've got to talk about an <coughs> Ipswich link um, fired at MK Dons as well today. So we'll get into all of that. But, Joe, do you remember the days we used to come on here week after week? Oh, it's 18 years since we beat a side that's in the, in the <laughs> top six of the, the division. So it was Peterborough yesterday. And this is an opponent that, We've struggled with big style over the years, right? Yeah, I think I think we beat them once in a championship under Paul Jewell, but there, it has not been a happy hunting ground at home. Like I say, I, the last time we played them was when we lost 4-1, wasn't it? And they were sort of... Better, and Tony, yeah? Yeah. Well, they had a front three of even Tony, Sariki, Dembele and Sammy Smodic, so it was quite a good front three for <laughs> League One at the Very time. Good, but, yeah. but no, they are a side, like I say, they're, they're always a side that you know has got goals in the, in the team. They're... they're but it's just a side that have always beaten us. They've always outscored us, haven't they? And we've, like I said, we've just we've never performed against them. Going back to the seven-one when we're in the championship, that's the one, isn't it, Dave? That's where the PTSD starts with with, with Peterborough, isn't it? Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't good, was it? And on the back of that, I think Seb and um, Rich mentioned it on the pre preview show that we signed Paul Taylor. On the back of that, didn't win. Oh dear, it all went. All went sort of horribly wrong, and yeah, that that was our hiatus, wasn't it back then? Goodness me! Was, but, uh, but so much is the um, is the stats of how good we are when you look at all sort of all the metrics that Plymouth, that, sorry Peterborough, at kickoff yesterday were five and a half to one to win incredible. on road, eleven to two. Yeah, when we're, when we're playing a, to, a fellow top six side, and yeah. they're going out with the sort of the same odds you'd 
sort of like an FA Cup championship team does and when they play a Premier League team in the FA Cup. I've got to say, I, I, I listened to Seb's <clears throat> Seb's preview and he frightened me rigid when he goes through it and the quality, you know, the quality they've got and the pace in wide areas. <clears throat> and obviously with Clark Harrison, perhaps to a lesser degree, Marriott this season, I think I put it out there for, wow, this, this really concerns me. But yeah, as it panned out, I thought, yeah, and Dave is the excellent, conference. excellent ITV um, EFL show pointed out yesterday. They've they've lost more games than Morecambe now. It's incredible. So their tenth defeat was it? All? Yeah, tenth yeah, defeat. yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're the Blackburn of um, League One. It's a feast or famine, Dave. Well, I thought surely it was a it was almost a toss up of who went. To, well, I say who went today. No one wanted to see Liam Manning go, but um, yeah, surely McCann McCann must be on reasonably borrowed time. I would have thought. If, if it, it's one of those ones where it's all measured, Joe, against the playoff line, isn't it, for Plymouth? Yeah, uh, yeah. they're, they're sixth me. currently, aren't they? But I think yeah, they'd they're... expect to be competing for the title, wouldn't they? They'd be a side you'd expect yeah. to be finishing in, in the top two or very much challenging. So I think you'd have put us, Sheffield Wednesday, Peterborough is probably the three teams you'd expect to be right up there. And like I said, that's their eighth defeat on the road so far this season. It's not good, is it? Dave, I'd, I'd bracket Peterborough with... Someone like Rotherham, who just has that savvy at League One level, and when when you look at how our status has has dropped, mm. you're almost looking at lessons from Peterborough. And we've mentioned yeah, Rotherham that, as a that's as a good example. That's a really good point. That's a good point you make there, and probably Joe would agree. That's what they didn't really have yesterday. It was really surprising. Um, they got some good players, and we'll we'll get onto that. One or two players I really, really like, but um, and obviously Clark Harris up front. But um, yeah, I wouldn't say they were that savvy yesterday. Really, really surprising. There's something, yeah, there's something missing there anyway. Interesting. I think this is the problem when you are a club with a sort of smaller fan base and smaller cost base that you can that you've got to be. You've got to on get it. everything right always. Yeah, on and it, yeah. As soon as and and as we've seen at MK Dons today, you you make you have a bad window and you can't recover from it. Where if you're a, sort of a bigger spending club like Ipswich are or Sheffield Wednesday are, you do just have that reserve. You yeah. you don't need to be as well run to perform. And once the bigger clubs get it right, there, there's no touching them, is there? No, no. Um, right. Let's do this. Um, in terms of the team, uh, we'll stay with you then, Joe. Um, I guess we're really talking about the front three, and that's obviously the case, isn't it? So I'll bang through and you can both um, give me your thoughts. So Walton in goal, Danassian, Wolfenden, Burgess across the back, Burns and Davis are the wingbacks, Humphreys still partnering Morsi, the return of Aluko, <laughs> Chaplin and Caden Jackson. What was the? What do you think was the thinking behind um, that front three, Joe? Well, I guess Jackson does just, he just keeps them honest, doesn't he? He keeps them pushed back. He doesn't allow them to sort of drift up the pitch. And I don't know, his pace just frightens the opposition, doesn't it? And it, it keeps them deeper. But I, I don't think anyone was expecting Sonny Aluko to be in the team. There was talk that he might be back training. or well, he's back training. He, he may be back in the squad. And then all of a sudden, he's, you see the team. And I didn't really click because I'd opened it up and I was talking to someone. And all of a sudden, the, the picture on the team was Sonny Aluko. There's like, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> you knew he player. was in as soon as you saw the yeah, picture. Yeah. So, but no, great, great to see him back as well because he is a player we've missed. It just his calmness and tempo setting of the attack of the games has really helped. But yeah, I, I was expecting to see Freddie Ladapo in the team rather than Caden Jackson as a nine. I'm still not convinced it's. Um, I'm still not convinced that sort of role suits him in this system, although he, he was much better in the second half than the first half, Jackson. But no, no, Dave. it's a decent side. 
Yeah, yeah like Joe. Just, just a sec, Dave. Let's just say a big thank you to Nathan. If you're watching on YouTube, Nathan has just super chatted. Um, <laughs> Seven ninety nine on the Aussie dollars. Uh, listening as I drive to Melbourne for work. <laughs> Is it morning there already? Uh, great result, Upper Town. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you to everybody who contributes to the uh, it's super warmer chat. Than it is here. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, this will always be free, but we really do appreciate your um, your uh, donations, and we would appreciate David Diamond's input on the on the first eleven. Yeah, same as Joe. Really surprised to see, uh, pleasantly surprised, may I say, to see a Lugo start. Uh, as Joe said, there was talk that he would that he obviously he's been training and back in the, and back in the squad. And as Charlie D just just posted there, just just amazing. He just he was just up to speed, up to tempo straight away. Um, Absolutely superb, and um, what played what, seventy, pretty much seventy minutes, super, absolutely brilliant. And I don't didn't really think there was too much drop off from him second half, perhaps either. Um, yeah, surprised that Jackson's inclusion, but again, as Joe said, you can see why he does stretch. He, you know, he does stretch defenses with his with his pace. Um, wasn't well, Dave, particularly, surely, wasn't so particularly enamoured with his performance when he came on a sub last week against Fleetwood. I've got to say, but. Um, yeah, but Dave, surely fairly... we, we knew this wasn't, sorry to interrupt, we knew this wasn't going to be a low block Cheltenham and no, Lincoln no, type approach. Point. So yeah. having the having the runner in behind and and Aluko, really, if game management has been an issue a couple of times, having that calmness is a, is a big help, he's, right? He's the one player we've got that can, he did it a couple of times first off, that can actually sort of beat people in tight areas. Burns can beat people, but he beats people by sheer pace. You know, there was there was a couple of times in the first half where Lugo sort of tricked himself to the byline, just, just sheer, just, just, yes, yeah, just sheer, drop your shoulder, beat defender, just, just absolute class. And, I don't think he even put a foot wrong first half. As, as Charlie D said on the on the chat there, um, I don't think I've ever seen a player come back from an injury so so long out and just just not look like he's struggling at all. Just amazing, and yeah. and he's such a clever player, isn't he, Joe? At that level, he just finds himself in pockets of space and he's available and always seems to make the right choice of pass as well. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be such. Touch what he keeps fit now because he's going to be a big asset for us. It's just that sort of speeding up and slowing down oh, the game, isn't it? When we need to, isn't it? When he gets on the board, he sort of just pulls it around and just slows so us down much, when we need to slow down, doesn't he? But so, I think much Dan, know, so much know how. Yeah, I think Dan makes a good point in the comments where he's saying about tra- the intensity that we train at is that if, if you're training, you are yeah, good fit point. effectively. Yeah. And I've, yeah. I think, I say we mentioned it before, but I think McKenna does that sort of periodization where you basically play training as though it's matches. And so once you're back there, I, I, like I say, Lee Evans is back training, but he's not training with the main group. And I think once you're training with the main group, you are back fit effectively. Yeah, 100%. Um, Dave, can we stay with you? Because you mentioned you liked um, some of these posh players. So it was Bergstrom in goal, uh, Kent, Edwards, and Watts. Uh, Butler and Ward are the wingbacks. They've had really good output from Ward actually through the season. Mm-hmm. Taylor, who we were linked with, and then Dara the Explorer uh, said that would cost twenty times more than we all thought it would. <laughs> uh, Poku, who we've seen in a front three uh, rather than a bit further back. Uh, Hector Kipriano, who I'm reliably informed is one of Joby McEnough's late and Orient boys. Uh, the league's top scorer, Johnson Clark-Harris, maybe the league's best striker as well. Um, I'll get you guys' feedback on that. Jack Marriott. Um, t- talk to me about these players, Dave. Why does Grant McCann, the Hull fans, always used to tell me, oh, he coaches much better when, when, it's, a, when it's a back four and they all want him to go to that. Always ends up with a three and the fans of the teams he's managing... Yeah. about it yeah 
I, I don't know. The players there, though, Poku, I really liked. He look, he looks a player. Really, when, when did really he play, Dave? Was he an eight or a ten? Yeah, he, he sort of he sort of floated, really, didn't he, Joe? He sort yeah, of, he, he got a bit of a free, good areas, didn't he? Yeah, he had a, he had a bit of a free roll, to be fair. Um, but really, really liked him. And then Clark Harris, I've got to say, I thought, I thought first, uh, well, right through the game, I thought Wolfenden. And Wolfenden's had some good games this year. This might have been his best game of the season, actually, Wolfenden. I thought he was superb yesterday. Um, really played. And he played Clark Harris, I thought, so well first half. That second half, Joe, he pulled on um, Clark Harris, then pulled on to Burgess, didn't he, second half? Yeah, and I think, like I said, we talk about Luke Wolfenden as a ball-playing defender, but I think there's got to be an argument now that he's, he could be the best defender in the league, just yeah, taking yeah. taking away his, yeah, a, on the ball, just his actual defensive work is so good, isn't it? When yeah, he comes he, up he against could, these big players, and like you say, but he just he just had nothing off him, just went across to Burgess and didn't really get anything out of him. He either. didn't, and, to be fair, of that Poku aside, Taylor was okay. He, he got bugger all serviced and he got nothing really, which which is probably down to us, to, to be totally honest. Um, but it's the first... Oh, I must have seen Clark Harris in the flesh before. It's the first time I've seen him. My God, he's, he's a boxer. He is built like a boxer, isn't he? Christ mm. almighty. He's great physique and he looks a sort of barnstorming striker. But I really thought we played him so well yesterday. Um, and, and yeah, other than that, as, as we said, I don't think they were that streetwise and that savvy. And um, first half was a bit... <sighs> bit pedestrian and perhaps at times I thought we we're perhaps a bit slow a bit slow in the build up first half but yeah second half was was certainly a lot better yeah it, it does feel like these early kickoffs are always a little bit slow yeah. don't they? the crowd's not really up for it. the players no. seem slow to get started and Peterborough were quite happy with a point weren't they from the, from the very off they, they weren't particularly ambitious <laughs> and you see the run they're on coming up against probably well the informed team in the league and yeah and the away run they'd... is hopeless joe as well yeah, it's posh, yeah. three Shades wins and eight defeats isn't it and i think that they they just they just wanted a point and just to try and sort of i don't know it's what we used to do under mccarthy sometimes isn't it when you're on a bad run it's like right we just dig need in. to dig in get a point and really? end that run to try and start a new one but no they, they, they didn't show a huge amount of ambition and it was always going to be that sort of game and it made it quite an ugly dull game didn't it as well in the first half but we when we came out in the second half someone like for example like Caden jackson he was one who looked like it looked like the players had a rocket at half time when they came mm. out for the second half to me not sharper, yeah. Do you want to take me through the um through the first goal, Dave Chaplin? Um, oh, this was really good bit of playing in the first instance by Wolfen, and I think it's a bit of a rushed clearance from memory by Bergstrom, so it doesn't really strike it. Um, bounces sort of on halfway, and well, Wolfen is just really nice touch, kills it dead. First time, sort of side foot half volley pass wide to um. It's Burns, isn't it? Burns. The defender does well, actually. Burns is looking to try and take him. He's, he's one-on-one, I think, with Butler, the left, left-sided left player. And he's looking to take him to the line, which he did a few times in the first half and got, got crosses in. Butler defended that quite well. Um, I think he slips a little ball into the edge of the box to, um, I think it's Vincent Young, who, who holds off his man really well. And it's good. He feeds it back to that, that perfect position on that angle of the of the 18-yard box for Morsey to hit that. First time clip ball with a bit of pace, and yeah, great header, sort of flicked header by Chaplin from about I don't know around about the penalty spot. I think flicks it in from where I was. I didn't think it'd gone in. I thought he'd gone wide actually, but when you see it again, it's absolutely perfect. And yeah, it just flicked in the far corner. Really nice goal actually. Well, well constructed goal and a great header. He's just got that nag, hasn't he? 
Best, I, um, best finisher, best finisher in the club. No. Yeah, just just listen to the I follow commentary because obviously I, I was at the game, so I, I didn't hear it. But when you listen back to it, it's Lee Evans doing the commentary. Yeah, and is, when yeah. we scored the goal, he says, "Oh, straight that goal, sort of straight off, straight the, off training the training ground." ground. Yeah. That's what they work on, and that is yeah. that where Morsey was putting that cross in is a position that Lee Evans has been in a lot of times, whipping crossing. It's that sort of Kevin De Bruyne Who's a position, than Morsey, isn't it? Right? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's that yeah. sort of Kevin De Bruyne position where they always try and work the ball back to that sort of just Serve around that corner of the box just to whip it in that sort of corridor of uncertainty where you can defenders and go in between them but yeah no smallest player on the pitch winning the header past the keeper who was an absolute giant wasn't he <laughs> he was wasn't he he's walking yeah. out next to Christian Walton and looks about four or five inches taller than him <laughs> yeah he was too, he's a tall lad but yeah it's a, it's a great header really good well header. speaking of four or five inches taller we could have done with um yeah well I'm saying more um do you want to take me through this equaliser Joe and I watched it two or three times back and um I think two things can be true here I think it is a clever corner because they're very deliberately trying to work the angle whilst the team then doesn't get up away from the goal I tried to freeze it and I do think Walton can maybe come and grab it I'm interested in in your in your take on that Joe yeah, it's, it's at the other end for me. So I have, I have seen it back, but I can't, I can't say I saw a great deal. But Walton was really struggling in, in that first half with the sun. Every time I looked at him, he was standing like that with his hand trying to block the sun. I think some people in the North Stand even mentioned he had a cap on. He put on and took off, but he was really not comfortable through that first half playing into that sun, which ideally cleared at half time. <laughs> so the, their keeper didn't have to deal with it. But. I don't know, it's, it's something I've noticed in the last few games with regards to short corners. We don't normally, when a team has someone over there, you sort of send two over there. You get to, two and one otherwise, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. But in the last few games, we haven't done that. And even in the second half, they had another one and they did the same. And it's almost like we've now decided that it's better to have an extra man in the box than it is to try and stop that. But I, I don't like it because it, it gave them a good angle to cross. And the ball in from Poku was excellent. He just runs off the back of Burns, doesn't he? Burns maybe could do a bit more. Walton could maybe come and claim it, but sometimes it's just a really good cross, and that's, yeah. and that's what that that's what it was for me. Yeah, do you think we'd see the um, the defensive um, setup change on the corners, Dave? Because every analyst is will look at the goals that get scored past us and go, You'd "Oh, think so you, you get the two so. on one with the taker and the receiver." You get a lovely. You would angle. think so. It's, it's quite ironic because probably where the when the cross when Pocky puts that cross in, it's probably from almost the identical position that Fleetwood scored last week, actually. When right. you think about it, probably, perhaps a little bit, perhaps the angle is a little bit tighter. But I think as that ball comes in, it is a good cross, and it's a good cross with pace. I think we might have seen one of those last night, actually. Anyway, and um, <laughs> and um, he should go, and he did it well. Second half, Joe, remember, perhaps after that, Walton did come, and he was beating crosses away or catching. Catching, he was. I saw him beat two or three away. And perhaps, yeah, if he was unsighted by the sun, fine. But perhaps he should have come, maybe not caught it, but tried to get something on it. And as you say, Kent runs off the back of Burns and he's what, he's two yards out and he, you know, he can't can't miss really. But the quality of the cross was was good. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so Joe, you're or Dave, one of you said that a, a rocket at half time. How was the how was the response, Joe, in the in the second half? We just looked much sharper as soon as we came in the second half, especially Jackson up front was really running, the, making much better runs. He, yeah. he was working hard in the first half, but not really affecting the ball. He was more trying to stop them. But he actually started getting into those pockets of space, getting us up the pitch. And like I, said, I just thought in the second half, that it only looked like one team was going to win that game. And I think it was us by quite a distance. I thought we played well. Didn't, maybe didn't create as much as we could or should have done, but we were the better team and number of corners and some decent deliveries from Leif Davis in there. A hell of a lot of 
pulling and tugging and rugby tackling in there. You can't. I say you can't really see. Kieran McKenna back, used to but... use the words Royal Rumble, Joe, which I was <laughs> yeah, very, well, for... very pleased to hear. No, but it was just I don't know. The, the players were going mad at it, and the, the crowd was going mad. It looked like Burgess was really being sort of manhandled every time we got a corner. But like I say, it's the other end, so I can't say definitively that that was the case, but it, it seemed that way. But you just don't get anything, do you, in this league? And even, I say, I'm sure we'll come to the goal in a minute, but even on that, you've got Burgess down on the floor. Well, the yeah, defenders try to trip do, Wolfenden do the, do as the he goal. does it. Do the goal well, it's just a now, Leif Davis corner that sort of everyone ends up on the ground. Wolfenden and Burgess <laughs> end up on the ground. And... It sort of comes to Chaplin and he takes a touch and absolutely unleashes a rocket. So it, it, would, it would still be going now if the net wasn't there to stop it. It absolutely hammered it. Sort of relatively straight central to the Dave, he's, he's doubled down with Corridor of Uncertainty. With, it would still be going now. He's on, he's on form today, isn't he? He's on yeah. territory. Oh, no, no, I love yeah. it. I love it. An absolute... Um, Unbelievable strike, but I think it's been pointed out on the video that's been shared of it is that Luke Wolfman's first reaction is to go and give it some. What is he doing after that? Because he's just been dragged down. One of those or one of those? A little bit more the second one. (laughs) Yeah, he's been been manhandled. Player, I see. It's a great. It's a really good feeling. You think it looks quite simple. He takes it down, and you see you see Stroll or players in that position actually snatch it and drag it wide. Or well, what he does, he hits through the ball. He doesn't try to. He doesn't try to hit it too hard, and he makes an absolute perfect connection. And it's yeah, he's, as 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 Joe said, and then he bursts the net. Great, um, <laughs> great on eye follow from Evans when he's giving it yeah on eye follow, which is good to hear. You love to see it. Um, and Dave, obviously, with the equalisers against um, <laughs> Fleetwood and Charlton, and you know not being able to get past Cheltenham, how nervy did it get at two one? And what was the <sighs> What was the process of seeing the, the game out? How comfortable did you feel? I think with we it? saw it out pretty well. I think we got our subs just about. We've got the times. So I think we got our subs just about right, just on seventy-eight minutes. So I think there was was a seven added on yesterday, Joe, six or seven, I think. So yeah, seventy-eight minutes. So they probably got twenty minutes, which was the Dabo for Jackson and Edwards from from for Aluko, who I said before played you know seventy-eight minutes. Fantastic. I think we got those just about right and the timing right yesterday. I don't know about you, Joe. I thought we saw it out pretty comfortably, didn't we? They had a header from a free kick, which may have even been before. Was that, was that after we... I think that was at 1-1, that was. That was at 1-1, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, Walton, um, as Eric said, Walton made quite a good save at, um, what, from, um, I think, from um, Clark Harris Clark at Harris, 1-1. It, it took a couple of deflections, didn't it? And yeah, it did. Sort of it did. it away. But no, other yeah, than but, those couple but, of set pieces, that, that was it really, wasn't I it? Thought, and, well, yeah, I mean, his service was... And, and I saw Clark Harris, he was just getting frustrated because his service to him was, was virtually nothing. But, you know, I think fair play, to, as as we said earlier, fair play to Wolfen and and, um, and Burgess, who I just didn't really give him a sniff hardly yesterday. And, yeah, they were all a bit predictable. They really didn't get behind us, did they, Joe? Not at all. Um yeah, it was. Yeah, well, I know it's two one, and given given the you know obviously the Charlton game and the Fleetwood game last week, I thought we saw it out pretty well actually. Yeah, like, we, we we denied them really anything, didn't we? Other than yeah. it was it was more the fans were nervous than well, of course, yeah, than the sort yeah. of actually needed yeah. to be, if that makes sense, because there wasn't yeah. a huge amount happening, was there? Um, so final um, summings up. Uh, by the way, before we go to Joe and Dave for that, um, you're watching in great numbers tonight. We thank you. Um, kindly do hit the thumbs up button on YouTube if you are watching. It helps us out big style. Uh, so, Joe, then, final final summings up then. Um, 
and we'll, we'll start have a lovely look at the table in fact in fact do you know what let me just do the numbers first and um uh so um not the usual uh, dominant collection of numbers you'll probably explain to me why joe 54 46 in our favor on the possession i'm sure the proximity of their goal is swelling that xg number 0.72 to 0.64 probably the first time we lost on the xg you know in a while, isn't it? 11 shots to eight in our favour. Um, is it as tight as that makes it look, Joe? What is your, what is your eye test say? Not really. I, I, I thought they had the ball a lot in quite unthreatening positions. They were they were quite happy just to have it and keep it. And we, we just sort of kept ourselves in shape, let them move it about. Never, They didn't really um, sort of test us, get, get behind us, as Dave was saying earlier. It's I thought, I thought we defended sort of as a team very, very well and we looked more dangerous going forwards. Some sort of bit of frustration, wasn't there? With some officiating as there seems to be every week at the moment. But it was I don't know, it seemed we were sort of called offside all the time and they were onside all the time and it seemed obvious which way it was going. But it was just another another League One ref, wasn't it? And I think without that we'd have been much more comfortable. Yeah, the, I mean, the linesman, the linesman in front of us was just miles off it a couple of times, absolutely miles off. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the difference was last week against Fleetwood, we got so deep. I mean, you see for the stats last week, Fleetwood had more possession than we did, which I think was the only time other than Sheffield Wednesday away, I believe, this season that's happened. Um, we just played further up the pitch and defended defended further up the pitch really I think and that and, and that certainly helped that certainly helped us sort of see the game out in a far more comfortable manner than that than it has done previously I think absolutely um right we won't go to the table we'll have a look um because particularly with um uh, Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth dropping points we'll have a look at the league one um results and then we'll have a look at the table after that we'll go to questions so we've clicked a lot of your comments up on the screen for everybody watching to see but if you've got questions for Dave and Joe for the next segment after this have them have them ready and I'll scroll back up and we'll try and read as many as are humanly possible we won't answer any questions on England sadly um so let's just dive in to yesterday and indeed the um weekend of score lines there was nothing on Friday night was there uh so it was Shrewsbury 3 Bolton 2, a little bit of a surprise given Bolton's defensive record. Burton 1, Derby 1. Derby are looking like a playoff team rather than an automatic team and drawing lots. Forest Green And an assist for Corey and Darby in that game. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, start yeah. again. Yeah. Um, uh, Forest Green 1, Cheltenham 0, which is a bit annoying when we didn't beat Cheltenham, but what are you going to do? Uh, Bristol Rovers 1, Port Vale 0. Those promoted teams still looking good. One that I'm sure one of the boys will talk about in a sec. Cambridge 0, Plymouth 0. Four without a win for Argyle. And Exeter 1, Sheffield Wednesday 1. 95th minute equaliser, but we all know in races like this, the difference between three points and one point is far greater than the difference between Naught points and one point. Um, I mean, that's literally a mathematical objective fact, but you know what I'm saying, don't you? Right? <laughs> <laughs> the number two is higher than the number one. Yeah, we get it. Um, Lincoln nil, Wickham nil. Um, Lincoln always draw at home. MK1, Fleetwood two. I really want to hear you guys tell me about um, uh, Liam Manning's been sacked today. Um, in fact, uh, well, let, let's start. Um, can you talk to me about uh, Plymouth then, Dave? And They've been incredible, perfect at home until losing to Port Vale. 
goalkeeper, brilliant. Um, that rotating Azaz and Hardy and Ennis and Whittaker yeah. seem to be scoring. But we did we did say with no amount of smugness at all because we respect them greatly that surely that wasn't going to stay there or they were going to get. I think no, you were saying a, Joe 110. Several off, so I think that's no winning. No winning four now. Um, Azaz, not sure if he was back yesterday. He's certainly been out injured, and also Dan Scar as well, who's been a you know at the back for them as well. He was he was missing. I think he may still be missing. So starting to pick up a few injuries now, and um, yeah, I mean I saw the um, I saw your your saw the EFL your EFL <laughs> highlights, and um, yeah, I mean they perhaps got away with it. Cosgrove hit the hit the bar with a header, I think first half a little bit unlucky, but on the highlights, Cambridge probably had the better the better chances and perhaps could have could have nicked it. Again, you mentioned Cooper, two really good saves in there from um, from from Cooper, um, and yeah, there's been a yeah a, a, a sort of a leveling off, which as we said in the pod in recent weeks months that had to come at had to come at some point. Um, next time, next game up, they've got more. Unfortunately, they've got Morecambe at home, so you would think they would uh, be I think three uh, of the next four at home. Yeah, yeah. yes, brilliant. they said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, you would think they're going to accrue some points there. But, um, yeah, good to see that there has been a, a, a drop-off. And, yeah, those injuries may well have, certainly have, would have had an impact, no doubt. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So, naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you. And are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match programme each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash bluemonday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, Joe, um, let's parlay that into Sheffield Wednesday. On the basis, possibly, of those Plymouth fixtures, do you think it if, if Sheffield Wednesday are going to go past Plymouth, and we won't talk about them going past us, maybe, and but if they are going to go past Plymouth, is, is that going to happen soon, or is it still going to be tit for tat through to the new year? I don't know, really. It, it, it does feel like Sheffield Wednesday is sort of relentless because like, if you speak to their fans they don't seem to think they've played well at any point in the last year and we speak in pre-pod and in their last 46 league games they've picked up what 92 points did you say Ben so it's sort of 90, 93 wasn't it 93 yeah. points so yeah. sort of two points a game for a season without really getting going but obviously Barry Banner went off injured yesterday he is so key to the way they play but maybe maybe if he is injured for a while they might find a way to play when not everything's going through him and they might actually 
function better as a team. You, you don't know how things go. But they've got a really good squad, and I think they're just going to relentlessly pick up a couple, sort of one, two points a game, aren't they? And just going to keep I going so. and going and going. And I think it's Plymouth must be looking at us and Sheffield Wednesday around them, and it's almost like two sort of giants in the league with regards to spending power. Yeah. And hold me money. If you if you spend money well, you will you will get promoted. And we've certainly spent it. Sheffield Wednesday certainly spending it. And Plymouth have got all these loan players in. Some of those could go back. We don't know. Some of those could even end up at Sheffield Wednesday or at Ipswich. So they are sort of sort of fighting with one hand behind their back, really, aren't they? Against against I've us, but... done so so good, haven't they? Uh, amazingly, I think it's. It's down to us, isn't it? If we take care of business and chug along at roll along at two points a game, all will be well. Yeah, I, I had a look. Um, so only one team in the, and I didn't count the COVID season as because it wasn't a complete season. There's one 90 pointer who's missed out. Um, if there's a potential of someone getting 90 and missing out, Sheffield United in. Uh, 2012 got 90 and they lost in the playoffs. Who, who, who the hell who went up that season? Uh, Huddersfield beat them in the playoffs. That one where Simonson, the keeper, missed the uh, decisive kick. Yeah, even Tommy Miller missed a penalty in that shootout. Yeah, so Tom, things not possible. Yeah. Not possible. Um, two 89s have missed out. MK last season got 89 oh, and didn't it. get. I know. Um, Preston, Joe Garner's Preston in 2014 15. They obviously won the playoffs though with that goal that you love. Um, in the semi-finals, um, Dave, as well. So there is there is form here, and I so don't want it to be us. But <laughs> well, we're, cu- we're currently on track for 97 points. Yeah, so, so we'll be don't right. need to we worry are. about it. Yeah, we'll be we fine. are, yeah. but um, there's being on track for 97 points and there's getting 97 <laughs> points, isn't there? But yeah, there's um, some potential that, you know, and we've seen it. And MK, I was at the Blooming game, get Wickham in the playoffs and... They're eighty-nine yeah. points. It means nothing. They don't even get to, don't even get to Wembley, and they would have given Sunderland a much better game than. Um... Oh Ben, I've seen it all before. And I sight who was it? West Ham in well, was it oh three oh four or which one of those? Oh, years? stop so it! We, we had what, eight finished, seven in the 12, championship. Po- Twelve dome. points behind us, were they? Mm. Something like that. Yeah, even when we played Bolton, they were a long way behind us. Yeah, yeah they were. I think. Oh, I've stop. done all these, done all this maths before. The worst one is Portsmouth in nineteen ninety three. And it's one of those, when Guy Whittingham scored the 42 goals, and yeah. it's one of those where literally in the first leg, Derby score two goals within about the space of three minutes, and you're like, oh, well, that's your brilliant season. All <laughs> screwed up, isn't it? Just bang, bang, straight yeah. away. But, um, Joe, talk to me about uh, Liam Manning. Get your questions in for the next segment, guys. I can see loads of them in there. It's brilliant. So this is so disappointing, and I know he's got an Ipswich link, and... I remember before the nil-nil draw, Joe, at Stadium MK, where we took all the 6,000 fans or whatever it was down there, it was he and McKenna were the highest-rated managers in the league and Twine was brilliant and Darling was brilliant and Parrot was brilliant and, you know, all of that good stuff. And he's now a seemingly very good coach, now um, just been fired. What's your take, Joe? Yeah, well, him, Chris Hogg and David Wright have all gone as well. And I think... Darren Smith, the goalkeeping coach, I think was at Colchester previously. I think he's, I think he used to work with our under twenty ones as well, who'd, who'd gone up there. So obviously sad for all those guys losing their jobs in the first instance. But Manning went in there. Was it right on the eve of the season that Russell Martin walked out? Sort of, yeah, like the day before the season started, wasn't it? Almost when he went to Swansea, and Liam Manning came in and just 
sort of just rolled off an 89 point season <laughs> for first go out there a season that that's nice work 19 times out of 20 is going to see you probably win the league let alone go straight up as well isn't it and obviously lost in the playoffs but then they lost like I said they've been heavily reliant on loans haven't they and but you've lost Scott Twine for four odd million Harry Darling for over a million to Swansea wasn't it? and then all the loan players went back as well and right. I don't know it's, it's it's very difficult to keep going and getting it right every window you, you've, you've and getting those players in getting the right fit of personalities there and he, it just hasn't worked in this season they, they are really in the the mud, aren't they? When no, you look terrible. at it, they're, they're terrible. Like Joe, and I'm four so, points behind out to get out of the playoffs. Joe, sorry to interrupt. I listened to his pre-match going into yesterday, and I'm hearing the. Don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of his, but I'm hearing the. Oh, you know the process and the the group and the honesty and the the the, the behaviours and the actions and the all the all the buzzwords. And I'm like, mate, you're you're at the bottom of. League One, you just need to win some games here. Yeah. Your, your process-driven approach is going to be great if you're a coach at QPR, where I, I don't know. But um, do, do you know what I mean? It just didn't seem to be working for me. Well, he hasn't. He, he hasn't seemed to sort of be able to inspire them and end a bad run at all. And when you when you listen to him, he's very, like you say, sort of methodical, process-driven, and doesn't seem to be able to rock the boat much or even to garner some sort of media attention. Even he sort of seems yeah, yeah. very quiet, sort of very behind the scenes, very focused, but Great like when, say, when he had that big, when he had that big job in the sort of lineup, like QPR, you were saying that I think they were in for him in the summer and he stayed at MK. I don't know how far down the line that got, what, whether he was their first choice or, or not, but no, it's just a, a real black. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll get another job somewhere. I'm sure he'll get another decent job, but it's a real, well, I'll say it's, it's just not what anyone expected this for a year from NK. I thought that I thought they would take a step back and maybe finish in the top half, but I don't think anyone expected them to be right down in that bottom sort of bottom two, Dave, bottom three. Dave, do you think he'll go in as a on someone's staff higher up, or do you think he'll go back in as a manager? I think he'd go back as a manager, won't he? With his with his team as well. You would have you would have thought. Um I mean his stock was so high, wasn't it? As as oh. Joe rightly said, you know, QPR and it's just but but again, does that what does it come down to? Is that again come down to finance? Um, you know, they lost as you say, they lost Twine, they lost Darling, they lost what Riley to Celtic, I think. Um, all quality quality players in, in, in League One and yeah, just haven't replaced those. I think they're six points adrift now, are they? I think fifteen points they got. I think Cambridge are twentieth. I think they're six adrift of them. So yeah, that's um that's gonna that's gonna be a long hard struggle. Um <laughs> surprise, surprise. Guess who's guess who they've put in caretaker in, in temporary charge? Who do you yeah. think? Could Dean Lewis. Dean, isn't it? <laughs> Have they? <laughs> Mr. Nine Hundred Games or whatever it is. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. So there's no shot there. I'm sure he give must, that guy a club. I'm sure at some point he must have done it before. Surely. I think he did it before Manning sure came in as well. I think he was doing it then. But yeah, I'm I, sure I guess he must the I guess the issue for Manning going forwards is that he sort of came into a good situation at MK. In re- I know it was tough coming in right on the eve of a season, mm. but you didn't come into a team where they're struggling. They've just sacked the manager because things aren't going right and need to turn it around. And now when it's, he's now in a situation where he hasn't been able to turn something around. I'd say most, most jobs come because the team's in disarray and the manager's been sacked. There's not too much poaching going on, is there? And manager's like, moving on. So Maybe he needs to take a step back. Maybe get a hmm. job, get, get a job in league two and then come again. 
Shame. You'd hope so, because he seems to just comes across a decent, talks well, doesn't he? You know, comes across a decent, decent sort of guy. Obviously, a very, very good coach. Um, yeah, you'd like to think he'll, he'll he's young enough to take that and just bounce back, put it there. Right. Experience questions, fill it up, guys. Um, Dave, this is from Norman. Um, any updates on? Kamara's yeah, no, I, I haven't seen anything. And and someone posted what you didn't want to I saw someone post the other day what you didn't want to see is um he mentioned the Tom Adiemi. Oh, stop <laughs> I, it. I, I really hope not I hope not because I think we all know that camera fully fit camera is just you know, big strong athletic got a goal in him as we know um yeah you want you want him fit but no I don't know if Joe's heard anything but the club seemingly certainly TWTD and everything else I I, I haven't seen anything of you Joe no it's just Sort of, sort of very vague language. Yeah. Normally, McKenna's very speaks with great clarity on things, but this is just like, oh, he's had another setback on it. But I don't know. You just hope it doesn't need another operation. It was after which I'm trying to think which game it was after where they both was it Cheltenham? Might have been Cheltenham. Might have been Cheltenham. That's when he hit the post, wasn't it? Where both Lee and Camera are out of the net. It could have been for the Buxton game, actually. Have I got that right? Yeah, it might have been, no, maybe further back. But anyway, both Lee and Camera are out. Oh, they were out of the Portsmouth game, wasn't it? Port- was Portsmouth, play? possibly. Yeah. And um, they were both out. And he was sort of even talking Lee down as well, saying, oh, no, they both had sort of recurrence of injuries. And I was quite surprised because I think Lee then popped up in the next, in the next 18, next match day. But no, they've been very quiet on camera. So... Great asset, that guy. Great asset if he's if he's fully fit and flying. But yeah, a, a concern that. Mm. Um, Joe, this is Stephen. Uh, do you think the January window is key for promotion? Um, can I hijack the question a bit there, Stephen? Can you parlay your answer into what Sheffield Wednesday might do and what Plymouth might do in January as well? Yeah, well, I think every every transfer window is key because you, you've got you've got to get everyone right don't you not every transfer but you've got to, you've got to move the squad forward in each window you face don't you and like I say I think when we sort of felt we had quite a deep squad but when you see the injury situation we've had I don't I don't think that's really it's sort of helped we've had so many injuries in the same place particularly central midfield so if you think we've we had five in there ball is out for the season camera we don't know when we're going to be seeing him again Evans is obviously nearly back but Morton Humphreys have played it? a lot of football in the last few months Jeez. We we obviously wanted another striker in August. We ended up sort of getting a Hadmi at the end of the window, who's has then been injured as well and missed a lot of football. But now with John Jules injured as well, we're definitely one short there. And he's not going to be back to what March is it? Somebody said so. If he does even come back, so I think you're going to be looking to bring in at least at least another central midfielder to sort of replace the Dominic Ball role. Role at least another striker and potentially another sort of number ten in there as well, just to give you a little bit more cover. What's so exciting about this transfer window? You know these players will come in, don't you? So it's kind of, (laughs) kind of exciting, kind of exciting when we when we think back to oh, do we know what I dwell back? But fourteen, fifteen, and the missed opportunities there. But anyway, there you go. Yeah, and Um, sort of Plymouth, their their main job for the window is going to be renegotiating their loan players, isn't it? Because as we all know now, loans are not season long loans; they are half season loans. And when you get to January, everything is up in the air, and you've got to renegotiate them all and keep them there. So, Joe, when you're, to to when you're saying that, are you suggesting because you're not going to redirect someone from second place to first place or whatever? You're going to redirect them to the bottom of the championship, aren't you? Well, it, it, it depends, doesn't it? It depends on what is on offer. These clubs are not 
that they sort of don't really care in some respects. If they, if, if Ipswich say we want Morgan Whitaker and we'll pay you double what Plymouth are paying, they'll go to Plymouth and say, look, we're happy to leave him there, but you've got to pay this much money or we're going to take him back. It's, it's that simple, really. I, I think sometimes it's overdone how much loans if, are for development. Joe, if, if, if Blackpool want Finazaz, is that not better for him to go up there? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, most likely, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so there, there will be there will be players moving. I'm sure they won't get to the end of the window with all their loanies intact because no one does. Like we had it last year. Macaulay Bonnet took us ages to negotiate that. Christian Walton, he was recalled and the only way he ended up coming here was because we actually had to buy him for a fee in January. Otherwise, we wouldn't have kept him. So it's just it's just a tough window there. I, I, Sheffield Wednesday have got a couple, haven't they? They've got Mark McGuinness, but I've, they're talking about making that one permanent, but I'm sure they'll go out and oh, splash a bit of cash as well. Can I put that one to Dave? I, I, I totally agree with you. Surely, Dave, Mr. Chancery is far more likely to do something mental and take some silly gamble than... than Julia, yeah, you, 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 would, you would think that. <laughs> just just going back to Plymouth, you see uh, any place for Whitaker back at Swansea, Ben? No, no. Okay. Yeah. No, he, he won't get. He won't get in the team. I don't. He won't think, get in the team. So. Yeah, they no. they. I know they lost yesterday. I noticed that they're sort of not that far off a playoffs, are they? Actually, no, I don't think he fancies him, uh, Russ. Either does he? So, um, we'll see no, he wouldn't let him go out. Yeah, um, but yeah, right. yeah, in answer to your question, yeah, that wouldn't <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Who Paul <laughs> coming out the bag? Well, who'd you see? Who, who who would you see? Proper Is left some, field. Go on, call yeah, one. something silly, some overpriced, um, <laughs> like. It'll bring back Jordan Rose, having tried to get rid of him for about twenty years on that. Or do you know what I mean? It'll be something really silly. That we, we, I, I think, I hope we're less like. I know, Joe, you're kind of right that the I had me thing felt a bit of a panic. Hail Mary, didn't it? With, with maybe George Hurst going to Blackburn instead, but um, yeah, do, do you agree, Joe? Yeah, it, it did feel like that at the time, and like I say, I think we'll be going. I'm sure they. The, the targets that we were looking at in the summer window will be being revisited in this window. And it's, it's like I say, it's just what we do. Is it going to be permanent? What's, is it going to be loans? I think it's just going to be whatever's, whatever deal we can do to get the best players in. And if there is an opportunity for someone like a Leaf Davis for a million pounds, something of that quality, I'm sure we take it. But I'd imagine it probably end up being more loans than permanents. Ben, what's window. the, um, what's the Hearst situation these days? Um, I th- they've got um, Ben Brereton, Diaz, Gallagher, Dolan. He's nowhere, nowhere near. He's just on wow. on the bench there. But if you're Leicester, he's in the top six, training. You know, decent, yeah, yeah, decent yeah. level. They've probably they've probably paid something for that as yeah. well. I don't. I he signed a new contract yet. on twenty grand a week as well, hasn't he? So right at, at the time in the summer, contract. there wasn't a potential of. I think we were trying to get him done on a permanent transfer, but now that's that ship has well and truly sailed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, This is how you get your comment read out, Dave. Do the esteemed panel. You had me at hello. Um, Think any players will leave in January, Dave? Well, here's a shout. Who would have thought this? Edmondson? What? Although apparently he wasn't, he wasn't in the squad yesterday. But we that, that was the talk around 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 where I was yesterday. Um, I wasn't in the squad yesterday. Anything is anything? Are we reading anything to this? And apparently he hadn't trained. I think Joe that came out that he hadn't trained for a couple of you days. You know who last take week, him as well? I believe. Sorry, you know who take him? Played there before. Derby. Didn't kick it, Derby. Oh, yeah, of course. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Although they 
they wouldn't have a transfer fee. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me they? wrong. I wouldn't want to see him. I'd certainly wouldn't. No, want to no, see no, him. no, no. I certainly wouldn't want to see him go. Um, he hasn't quite reached the heights that he did certainly until his injury last season. I don't think we all just thought he was absolutely superb, was it? Until then, he hasn't been particularly particularly bad this season. But I just think that as it is now, um, you know, McKenna just fancies that that balance of a left-footed Burgess alongside um, alongside Wolfen, and so. But you know, from a squad from a squad point of view, no, I certainly, I certainly. And for would. a raising capital point of view, if you can get him to a championship team or something, like well, that. but yeah. you got have you got a view on that, Joe? I, I I don't think we'll let anyone go because I, I just think it's too big a risk, isn't it? Because the players that you think might go would maybe be someone like Vasilev Fladki, and it's like, well, That's true. fine. But if Christian Walter gets injured, he is a good quality backup keepers and he's a better quality than sort of Joel Coleman who's now in as a number three until January so I think while Hladke probably does want to leave I think he's probably just going to have to suck it up until until the summer Edmondson again I don't, I don't think we'd sell him because I think he's a player that could flourish in the championship and could be worth a lot of money at some point later down the line he signed a four-year contract he's probably on good money that side of it there but it's more that well Luke Wolfenden is superb isn't he and Cameron Burgess is playing very, very playing well really next well. to him. And I, mean, and I just don't see Burgess's form letting up and I don't see a route back into the team for Edmonton at the moment. But that all can change quickly. Burgess might get another knee in the face again or, or, or he might a pull a hamstring or he might get a red card yeah, and miss that, three games. Yeah, exactly. Um, and look, it's not as if we need good... It's not as if we need to sell, is it? So, No. But, um, yeah. Now, Joe, I'm going to put you on the spot here because I think you understand... FFP better than I do at League One level. Yeah, so, gotcha. <laughs> uh, Eric asks, is, is FFP an issue? I believe the answer is no, but more importantly, Joe, can you just make the comparison to the hard limit in the championship compared to League One? Yeah, so what it is in the championship is all about sort of your turnover and you're allowed allowed losses over that turnover. But in League One, it's you're only allowed to spend a percentage of your income on wages, and that is... So, so, so the, the number in the championship, Joe, is 13 million rolling over three, three years. years to add up to 39. So Where basically, in this league, I think it's just 60% of your turnover can be spent on wages. But the difference in this league is that owners can inject capital to push the turnover up. So if you want to spend another six grand a week, the owner can put in. 10 grand a week. So it's just 60% of the extra equity. Into I the think the ginger guitarist can put some in as well. Yeah. So, so you can, you can effectively just, Allegedly. you can effectively just yeah. pump up your income with it. Yeah. And, but that's like a, that's like a live ongoing sort of process. I think whenever you want to register a new contract. So you I did ask put your books in on that as well. Didn't you? I did ask Kieran Maguire about this on, on yeah. my channel. And Dave, it was to the effect of if you're going to bump up your squad, and I'm really getting ahead of myself. If, for example, you were going to get promoted five months after this transfer window, there is an argument to put certain things on the books now yeah. and not in... I, yeah. I know it might be small fry when you're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. a £39 million loss across three years, well, I, but I, there I is that argument. Like the Leif Davies sort of transfer we just spoke right. about. If, if, a, if an option comes up for a player that's a couple of million quid in January and they're going to be someone that's going to go through the championship with you, then it is a better, it's better to do the transfer when you're in League One than it is when you're in the championship. Yeah, but. yeah. yeah 100%. Um, this has come up a couple of times, actually. Wolfie moving into 
No. Moving into midfield, um, I think I'm in. If it ain't broke, don't fix it mode here. Dave, he looked, but... he looked uh, to be fair, Mike. He, he did look very bright and very sharp against. But this is presumably as, but... an, as an injury um, uh, prevention. Yeah. Um, it, and then yeah, George Edmondson needs to come know, in the I, team I, if he moves <laughs> forward. <laughs> right. Yeah, as you said, as you said, Ben, I, I, I don't, I don't see that. I wouldn't want to see that at this stage. No, he's he's playing so well at the moment. Um, Joe. A, should we take Keo out of the playing squad to make space for a senior signing? I don't think we need to because I think we've still got two spaces in the senior squad. So we've got we've got two spaces available. Plus, if we're looking at a lone E player coming in, generally they're going to be someone who's under 21, so wouldn't count against it. So effectively, it, it, it shouldn't be an issue because I can't see that we'd be signing three over 21 players in January. Um, can I answer Nat here? Uh, one of our Sheffield Wednesday friends. Evening all, how does it feel good to be top of the pile? In the words of the great Larry David, pretty, pretty good, pretty good. But yeah, we we can see you, Nat. Don't worry, we can see you. We're, yeah, we see We're aware you. of your record over the last year. Don't worry about if you, that. If you um, can't enjoy being top of the league, though, then no. football's not for you. Mate, that record is incredible, Agreed. isn't it? That is that is a record yeah. there. Oh, I didn't um, realise that. Dave, Mullet, do we sign League One experience or players with potential for the championship? Now, that's the gamble, isn't it, as it pertains? And that parlays into the FFP question and all of that. You can't get ahead of yourself too much, though, can you? No, yeah, I say, dare I say it, I will say it. It's almost a bit of both, isn't it? You almost need that. <laughs> yeah. that, that. You do, though, don't you? You always need that. Exactly, central yeah. midfielder with a bit of League One nous, and then some, and then maybe, uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe a striker with some, um, yeah, with a, with an eye on um, on the, on the future. Then. Yeah, I think this, I think the step up from League One to the Championship is so severe that if you're it signing is. someone who you think has got Championship potential, then they're going to be a good League One player at, at this yeah. level, aren't they? So, like I said, we've mentioned Leif Davies a few times. Well, yeah, he's someone that could step up with us, but he also Just he's a really good League One player, of the, an excellent League One player, isn't he? And but like I said I noted uh, noticed after the game yesterday, Jack yeah. Taylor, Kieran McKenna spent a lot of time <laughs> talking to Jack Taylor after the final whistle on the pitch, yeah. and then Rene Gilmartin went and spoke to him for ages as well afterwards, and he was a player we were obviously linked with in the summer so maybe well, they'll uh, be taking on new investment in, yes. at the end of the season and possibly not being promoted either as well yeah so, someone just messaged so. me that maybe gil martin was part of the island setup when jack taylor was involved in it so oh, awesome. maybe knows him from there but kieran mckenna definitely spent a fair bit of time talking to him <laughs> Do you remember when alex so. ferguson literally wouldn't let manuel neuer leave the pitch after that <laughs> <laughs> champions league game yeah. amazing um, guys, thank you so much for your questions. Um, coming up, and the boys will uh, preview this far better than we're going to right now, um, it's Wickham away, Dave. And I, I don't know how I feel about Wickham because, as a rule, <laughs> I find them quite terrifying. You know, they hem you in for 10 yep. minutes, set yeah You think you've played well, all of a sudden you're 2-0 down, blah, you know, all that stuff. Mimetti, um, very, very good yeah. vote. yeah. Um, Tafazoli is absolutely massive. The centre back, the goalkeeper, um, Stripe, 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 um, can't remember what his name is. Very good as well. But they haven't quite been themselves this year, have they? No, they haven't. Famous no, no they haven't. It's at the ninth, um, 
got a whole we played the same number of games as us, a whole sixteen points behind us. Wow. Um yeah, it just hasn't hasn't quite been their season yet. Nil nil draw yesterday yesterday at Lincoln, but we know look at home it's an Ainsworth team. I'd settle for a similar result we had there last year, to be fair. <laughs> I think I'd settle for that right now, actually. That'd be quite nice. First and, and, and Selena running one in unchallenged. Yeah. Substitute the Mick Mills commentary on Burson Selena for I don't know who would it be. Mick Mills commentating on Kyle Edwards. Oh, the length of the pitch. Go on. We, go we on. should mention days in, uh, in Richard's interview with Christian Walton. They speak at length about the save and the performance in in that particular yeah. game from Walton as well, which was yeah, he did, uh, he tremendous. Did Sorry, continue, Dave. Saves, but. Yeah, it's, it's never that easy, but um, you know we go away. Look at our away record. It's it's what one seven two. Best in the, best in the division, isn't it? Best in the division. Yeah, we should go there with no. Well, we won't go there with any fear at all. We'll, we'll just go and play. And again, it'll be an interesting to see who he starts up front in see that a, game. Away the table there, Dave. Look at that. And yeah, oh, I, I meant to mention this, guys, as well. That win against Peterborough now puts the home record to two points per game. And the away yeah. record has been over it. I think it's, it's 22 from 11 now. And that would have been, if it's going to be completely fine margins and 88 versus 89 versus 91 or whatever, you need to score your 46 points at home. It's quite you? funny because the EF, on the EFL commentary of the game, they sort of actually marked on it, which is fantastic home record. I almost thought, well, and you think, well, yeah, actually, yeah, we've only lost, okay, we've drawn more, but we've only lost, only lost one. So, um yeah, it's, it's it's going to be, I mean, you know, as I said, Plymouth are at home to Morecambe, which you think is pretty much nailed on three points. So, um, yeah, get get another sort of hard-fought, narrow, narrow 1-0, 2-1 and uh, get, out, get out of there and have a nice Christmas. Thank you very much. Uh, Joe, how do you feel we stand up to the, you know, the the tricky getting getting stuck within 10 metres of your goal and the crosses coming in? I think I think defensively we're fine with it. We, we we generally defend well in games like that. Then they don't seem to challenge us there. But it's just that making sure we can then hit hit them on the break, isn't it? I think it's probably another game we'll see Caden Jackson play just to keep them pushed back as far as we can and go from there. But no, no, it's going to be a, going to be a tough game. It's not an easy place to go, is it? With the, it's right on top of you there. The way the way they play is not a. It's very disruptive, isn't it? The way they play mm. just throughout the game. There's never really much flow to the game. Is they're both in or out of possession. When the ball goes off the pitch, it takes ages to come back on. It's just bitty. And for a, for a team that likes to get on the ball, get the, get the ball moving quickly. And when it, you notice when we get set pieces, how quickly we take everything. We, we like the game to be played at speed to tire the opposition out. And you just don't get that there, do you? I think Cam Burgess might need his tin hat on Saturday. <laughs> oh, yes. Especially if Sam Vokes starts right. Yeah. Um, let's just finish off then by having a look at <laughs> Go the... On. Go on, league table. There it is. And don't even look at first place. Look at that number. 45 points from 21 games is just okay. People talk about draws and drop points and whatever, but big picture that is outstanding. You can see the little blip there from Plymouth who have been so good, but three teams all pushing a 92 plus point total there, Dave. Just looking there at Wickham's form, that's a bit in and out, isn't it? Look at those goals, though. 41 goals scored. From us, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Now, they had a good win. Uh, They were on telly, weren't they, Um, Wickham against Portsmouth? But that's a good game for them, though, isn't it? They'll, Yeah, yeah, they'll fancy that, won't they? Um, Guys, thank you so, so much for joining us. It's lovely to um, be top of the table, regardless of what else happened in the world of football yesterday. It's lovely to beat a team that's um, 
up there and um, has been problematic before as well. Um, I am sure we'll be back in midweek with a um, Q&A and then... Yeah. <laughs> I think... The, ahead, obviously, the, the ladies' game as well, yeah. we haven't mentioned yet. <laughs> oh, but... sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, they had, a, they had an notes. FA Cup game today against Portishead. It had to be played at Playford Road because the pitch at Felix was frozen. Oh, so our girl scored as well, didn't she? Game. Yes, and, and she they did. won 7-0 against, I think they're in a team in the league below, but in a sort of western, the western part, the southwest part of the league. But now we move into the fourth round of the of the FA Cup, which is the where the big, can you say big boys in women's football? <laughs> or when, when when the big girls come in, the WSL you can't even into the competition. Can't listen to an R. song anymore, let alone say the, how um, the big boys play. And um, yeah, so no, a really good win. And I think there's a lot more prize money in the FA Cup this year. So while it'd be nice to get a, a, a WSL team, it'd also be very nice to get a team that you could win to bank some more prize money and move into the next round. Yeah, wonderful stuff. Um, Dave, last words from you. Well, I put lots of nice comments from people up here. I think just enjoy being, exactly, just enjoy being top of the table, boys. Savour it. I was going to say savour it while we can, but I think that'll just go on for weeks now. Be nice, wouldn't it? Let's <laughs> let's hope, let's hope, Joe, this is like wet, wet, wet or Brian Adams. Just get to the top and <laughs> bloody well stay there, yeah? I, I'm sure it won't be that simple. I think even when I looked at the fixtures next week, when you see sort of Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday with two winnable home games while yeah. we're away at Wickham, we might not even be top for Christmas, but we don't want to be the Christmas number one. We want to be the May number one. No, you want to be George Michael, who sold like two and a half million copies. <laughs> Let Band-Aid just take the number one spot. Well, just <laughs> coining it in. And he was on the charity record as well. Mm. We, we, well, we just want to be number one on my birthday. That's That's the real prize, being number one on May the 7th. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Unbelievable scenes. Right. Thank you, everybody, for watching, for listening. We'll be back uh, during the week for the Q&A. We will be previewing the Wickham game. And hopefully, I would love another win. Uh, but just keep rolling that two points per game and everything is lovely. Um, let's end with this one. A good vibe tonight. Can't think why. Well, there we go. And there's no chance I'm going to be asking David Diamond to yell the word crap in our Childish catchphrase. Never, catch never, never, never again. Never again this season. Not under Kieran McKenna's watch. Never not. again. Right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Um, hit like before you go. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. And yeah, top, 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 top of the league. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.